Hey guys, I just want to let you know that Burning in Hell has officially hit 1 million listens, which is kind of insane because I didn't pay anyone off and I know it's not all my mom listening, even though I know she listens a lot. And I know you think that's weird that my mom listens to this, but she's a cool mom. Um, Mom, I love you. But I want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening. And this is just the beginning for Burning in Hell. And I just love you all. And I'm being so corny, but I need to say it because it's how I feel. Um, Okay, enjoy this episode. It's a really fucking good one. (laughs) Welcome to Burning in Hell. What's up, guys? It's another day in the dark depths of fiery hell. I'm your host, Hannah Burner. Today I'm with Mary Beth Barone, MB Squared. I just made up that nickname. Hi, girl. Hi. She's one of my favorite people, um, one of my favorite friends. She's been on Comedy Central. She has monthly shows in New York City. She runs the popular Instagram and show Drag His Ass, a fuckboy treatment program. Yes, of course, she's had Carl on it. She destroyed him. Um, most <laughs> importantly, she's also been on my Instagram. We've done a lot of videos together. Mary Beth, thank you for coming to hell. Oh my God, it's a pleasure to be here. She, you're also kind of um, iconic in many ways, but I remember one day, the first time we met was not that iconic. <laughs> Do you remember our first meeting? I do, yeah. I was doing a Betches video, making fun of The Bachelor, Mm -hmm. and um, it started to rain. And I was like fully 40 minutes late. You were a solid 40 minutes late. Which like, in my defense, was where, I don't even know where in New York City this was being filmed. It it was like Long Island If you put a gun to my head and said, take me back there, I would not know how to get there, because I don't know where it is. And I was also still working a day job at that time. So I was like, I have to leave at one to go film a sketch. And they were like, okay, bye. Yeah. And then I like got in a cab and it took me like probably an hour to get there. And then as soon as I get there and this is outdoors, it starts raining as soon as I walked out of the cab. And our experience was we were waiting for this new actress, Mary Beth Barone. And she, we knew it was going to rain any second. And we're like, if she gets here right now, we will be in the clear. She didn't get there right now. When she, but it's funny, she showed up and I still didn't hate her. And I don't know why. And I wanted to. You continued to. to cast me in things even after that. <laughs> but I want to get, I want a reputation of being difficult to work with. So that was kind of step one. I mean, the real, real talented people are difficult to work with. If you're too easy to work with, you're sucking up, which means you're probably talentless. Exactly. And insecure. Talent wins. Talent wins. <laughs> and I always ask to go first at shows now, even if I don't have anything else after. <laughs> And now everyone's copying me. So now everyone tries to do it? Well, everyone just wants to go first all the time. And it's like, uh, that's kind of my thing. Well, I think that... Are you, do you consider yourself an assertive woman? Yes. I'm so not assertive. I will let anyone do anything. No, girl. I girl. Mean, how do I become more assertive? Just say everything that you're thinking all the time. That gets me in trouble. I know, but you know what? Whatever. What do they say about women getting in trouble? We- well-behaved women rarely make history. That's what they say. Women who go first in the lineup make fucking history. <laughs> we make history. I'm sure, no, I'm sure people aren't copying me. It's just like, stop. Yeah. Because I want to go first. And also if people are copying you, it means you're doing something right. I always say like, they can steal the recipe, but it's not going to taste the same. Exactly. Thank We're you. We're just yes. saying random quotes. Yeah. Now. <laughs> what else? Live, laugh, love. So <laughs> Home is where the heart is. What else? Um, you kind of fuckboy's been around for a while I always like to say fuckboys have been around since the beginning of time they have been since first, the cavemen the first known fuckboy was the velociraptor actually those tea. little douchebags tea yep and I love fuckboy jokes I'm trying to think of some I compare them to babies on airplanes like at first they're cute then you want to murder them yeah I compare them to um, empty calories at first you think They'll make you feel good, but once they're inside you, you regret it immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you think like the fuck boy was kind of dying out or like it wasn't cool to talk about at all? Because it's been around for a while. What's your theory on the whole fuck boy trend overall? I think that they've been around forever. It's just obviously with new technology, there's different (laughs) ways to kind of (laughs) execute being a fuck boy. So 
I think now it, there's more opportunity than ever to mm-hmm. be a fuckboy, unfortunately. It's enabling the technology. The technology is enabling, and so am I, so are we, yes. as we continue to engage with these people. But I think, but you know... But that's a self-hate tactic. Right. Yeah. And, like, every generation has had their version of a fuckboy. I think, like, in the 90s, it was a player, mm-hmm. you know, maybe in, like, the 50s, it was a philanderer. Like, mm-hmm. you were just able to get away with different stuff, and also, like, you had access to a different level of of, like, you know potential victims so mm-hmm. now with you know dating apps and instagram twitter everything it's like there's just there's so many touch points who was the first fuck boy you ever interacted with like do you have a memory of when you were like wow these kind of people exist if i go way back definitely like high school but mm-hmm. since fuck boy has been like in the whatever lexicon i don't i i guess it was um the first time I was like, oh my God, this is insane, was I, this guy I hooked up with in LA and we were both on Molly. <laughs> and then he, we like took a $70 Uber back to his place and he was being very, he was very nice, yeah. very hot. They always are in the beginning. They always are. Uh, we went back to his Airbnb because he ac- actually lives in New York and he's a friend of a friend and we had sex and then he was texting me like for all the days following and I had to go to Minneapolis on the way back to New York, like stop there for a wedding. And then when I got back, I remember I asked him to hang out and he responded like three days later being like, actually, I'm really busy right now. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't get enough information up front, but like yeah. his follow through on the back end made me feel like, oh, we'll hang out again when I'm back in New York. Yeah. And then it was like, just absolutely not, <laughs> not in the cards. Do you feel like you've had unfortunate luck or do you think you're actually attracted to fuck boys? I think... It's both, <laughs> but more the latter. I know I'm attracted to people who are emotionally unavailable. And that's because I was in a serious relationship for like two and a half years mm-hmm. and we lived together. We almost mm-hmm. got engaged. And I, when I started doing comedy, that's when we sort of like ended things. Cause mm-hmm. I had my own thing, you know? So subconsciously. Why didn't he like you having your own thing or why didn't it work when you had your own thing? We just built a life around like what he wanted to do. And yep. I don't think it was necessarily I don't think he's a bad person I think he's like the best person I ever dated but just wasn't right for me at the time yep so I would say I'm subconsciously attracted to people who are not going to put me in a position to have to choose between a relationship and not I'm in the same place where I had a serious relationship for a solid when I say a year I mean nine months right (laughs) that in New York that's three years like he wanted to move in with me and stuff and it was one of those things where it was all about his career and stuff and you feel like from Disney movies growing up, you're like, oh, I found my prince. I found the guy on paper that I can brag to everyone about. And then you realize that princes are probably really douchey, obsessed with themselves, don't give you the affection that you need, um, that you deserve, not even need. We don't need affection. We just deserve. That's that's why you date someone for affection. Yeah. And I think I've been just stuck with unavailable men, but now I'm aware of it. And I think people like you have helped me be aware of it. Well, I'm glad. I mean, being aware, being aware is step a step towards changing your behavior, yeah. but it's it's such a small piece of the work. I think I'm going back to therapy. That's probably for the best. <laughs> no, like actually, I went to therapy because this guy, I got over it, I was good, and then recently we had a that that, that happens with fuckboys. They come back around always. You relapse. They always they always, they always relapse. come back. Interesting. Caroline Calloway just texted me. Okay. Let's read what it says. She's inviting me to her party a party okay okay um just keeping you guys in the loop what's going on yeah. in my These social life. real-time updates here <laughs> but i realize my mom is basically like he still affects you and it's okay if after two years you're still emotionally traumatized by a relationship it, it can be 10 years it's yeah. like there are things that will still pop up always I, the first guy, the first serious relationship I had was like the guy I lost my virginity to was a long distance relationship. And it was, he was a few years older. Talk about emotionally unavailable. Oh my God. Just a lot of things. Turning me on right now. A lot. I know. (laughs) Careful. Don't (laughs) slip out of that chair. Uh, He was very, I I mean, just, I still have like a lot of, even things I haven't unpacked. I've been in therapy for like several years now Mm -hmm. where I'm just like, he was at my brother's wedding because they're friends. And I remember that. Yeah. Just see, like, I don't know. It just brings, it brings things back. There are these little things that will just like flip that switch for you. And it's, it can be, that was eight years ago. My ex reaching out to me made me feel like that, like helpless, quiet little sheep that I had become. Yeah. And that's why I was 
and then I'm like, oh, that's why I've been going for all these guys. I do this thing where I'll date someone for like five months and never want to be exclusive. And then when I get bored, I leave them. And you could say I'm like cool or you can say I'm just like refusing to get hurt. That's the thing. I think that's the difference. Like and you're attracting guys because they love that. So we're getting stuff, but we're not actually getting what we want. You're not getting anything meaningful or that has like any kind of long term potential, which you're if right. that's not what you want, I think that's fine. And right after I got out of my relationship, I wasn't looking for to settle down at all. I wanted to like sleep around and have fun and do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then you st- it just started to feel really empty. Yeah. And then I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. But obviously, like, I don't know. I, I was doing really well for like a few months. And what does then, really well mean? Like I wasn't hooking up with fuck boys and it was great. Who were you hooking up with? I wasn't hooking up. There, were, <laughs> there was no men. <laughs> no, there was a couple people that I was, that were just like nice. Were they non-comedians? One of them was a non-comedian. And then I honestly, I can't. I, I, I The other one was a comedian, but he wasn't funny. So it didn't count. It didn't count. Uh, <laughs> no, I actually don't even. I'm trying to think. I haven't I haven't had sex with that many people this year because I was really trying to I got I was sexually assaulted at the end of last year, which we don't have to get into if the listeners are not wanting to be on board with that. Uh, So I decided I I didn't really deal with it at the time because I just didn't want to. And then I uh, like a month or so later, I kind of had to like just face it and like deal with it with the situation. Yeah. So I met someone through a friend and it was at a show where I was performing and then we went back to my apartment and I, I wrote about this on my website because yeah. I had to decide whether or not to Venmo him for how much I had to pay to get antibiotics because I got a bacterial infection. Uh-huh. Um, so we were at, I was wearing a bodysuit uh-huh. and bodysuits are tricky because it's like once it's off, it's you're completely naked. Yeah. So we were naked making out and stuff. And I was like, I don't think we should have sex tonight. Yeah. And then like maybe five minutes later, he just like started having sex with me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say anything because I was just like really caught off guard by it. And yep. he didn't wear a condom. And it was just like, I just kind of let it continue to let it happen. Yep. But I I know like in my heart that I said I didn't want to. And so he like left the next day or he left that night. And I just like felt weird about it. And then I was like really emotional. This was right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I was really emotional over Christmas. And I remember I was like about to leave to come back to the city. And my mom was like, what's going on with you? And I just started crying. And I said, I was just, I was tired. Yeah. And then when I got back to the city, I like texted her everything that had happened. And she's was like, you know, she handled it well, but I just like started crying like uncontrollably basically. And it's hard for a parent. Cause she like can't do anything. Like she probably wants to murder yeah. him, but mm-hmm. she can't take back what happened. Right. So I felt like Right after that happened, I had matched with someone on Hinge who I went on a few dates with and he was really nice, great guy. Didn't work out. But I think after that ended, because I basically wanted to dive right into that to like avoid dealing with my feelings. And then after that happened, and so I got a bacterial infection um, like right after and it was New Year's. So I had to um, go to the doctor and my like deductible had reset. So it was like $700 for this doctor visit. And so I basically had texted him like, Hey, I had to deal with that. Like after, can you like, would you mind splitting it or whatever? And he was like, no. And then I texted him and I was like, you know, what you did was sexual assault. And like, I just want you to know that like you're a terrible person, blah, blah, blah. blah. And, um, then I blocked him as well. Do you think he knows what he did? I do because, well, I, I mean, you, he had sex with me without my consent. It's like, you know that, I mean, it may, I think if there were more steps involved, like if he had been like, do you have a condom? Or like yeah. if it was a discussion before, cause I'm yeah. not one to like just raw dog yeah. with the person I just met. Was he also like, when I say, I know when I say aggressive, I mean like, was he like a dominant type? He's like six foot three, maybe six foot four and like much larger than me. Yeah. It wasn't like, but in my brain I was like, well maybe I should have pushed him off or I yeah. should have made him leave or whatever. But it's like, I think once that starts happening and that's the second time this has happened to me, the first yeah. time I was like 20 and I had no, I, I really liked the guy and I knew him. So I didn't feel like, I don't know. I, I struggled to kind of like deal with that as well. But mm-hmm. this to me was very clear cut. Like I said, I don't want to have sex tonight. Mm-hmm. He started having sex with me with no condom and it was yep. just like, what the fuck? Yep. You know, I'm really happy. And like, thank you so much for telling that story because I think that I asked what the situation was because I had kind of had a feeling because I feel like 98% or (laughs) I just made up that stat. But um, a lot of the situations are that like you're into the guy, like you want to kiss him, you want to hook up, but you don't want to have sex. There's there's and that is 100% like 
real and i like i lost my virginity in that situation to a six seven older football player where i said i don't want to have sex and he was very aggressive and next thing you know I was doing something I'd like never done before and did not want to do, especially with that person. And then it's funny because other people, I was just like crying the next day and I knew something was wrong, but it wasn't like what you hear in stories. No, it's not aggressive. And none of the, like a lot of the experiences I've had with that have not been violent in any way. It hasn't been a stranger in an alley. They're coercing you. Like they know that they know that you're not down for it and they're kind of, they're forcing it. Yeah. And you know, I really struggled with it after because I don't do I think this person should be in jail for what he did? No. Do I think he do should I publicly shame his name and mm-hmm. tell people to not go to his restaurant? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do that. But mm-hmm. it's like And then you say the name of the restaurant. Right. Leap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think like it's just tough because there really is no like method of recourse that's not yeah. the most extreme. So like I actually contacted Judge Judy and I was gonna bring him on there and make him pay me for the medical expenses. <laughs> And the producer of Judge Judy was like really on board. And then my mom was like, I will pay you not to go on Judge Judy. <laughs> and so my, actually I tweeted about it and a bunch of people Venmoed me, which was very nice. Then my mom ended up paying for it. So I <laughs> donated all the money people Venmoed me to Rain, which helps sexual assault victims. That's awesome. And so I think it's... It's I, also, I, it's a type of dude. And what sucks about it is like, yeah, you don't want them to go the, to jail. But the guy who had assaulted me, I had told some people about it. And they go, oh my God, he was so creepy with my friend before. Oh my God, he forced my friend to go. Like, so I heard all these stories. That's like, what he did, he does all the time. I know. it's And that's true. That's the hard thing too. I called I called my cousin who's a cop. And he was like, you should, you should file a report, even if you don't want to press charges. Because yeah. he could have other people who have like brought these claims against him as well. Yeah. But I think it's just hard because it's like then you're just dragging it on and then it becomes a thing where you're just like oh the girl who got like us you know it's just it there's just no right way to deal with it and i'm happy we're having this talk also because i like i was like upset but then i was like fine as in i think i i put it real deep real deep i was push it down like i was like I was like, I'm such a, I would do things like I like did the slut walk and I like would go to these meetings, but I was, I was like, I'm good. I'm not fucked up. And then I realized I am fucked up, but also that I hate, um, random sex with strangers. Cause it's, it just puts me in that place in that yeah. mindset again. And like, if anything goes weird, I like immediately have PTSD and I'm like, Oh, it's a time I had no control and it really didn't feel good. Yeah. And I was not into it. So that's why I have trouble hooking i don't like random hookups i did get chlamydia from a lacrosse player which was like who, the one who random among us who, who has <laughs> not gotten chlamydia from a lacrosse player i'm trying to make chlamydia you know a little more socially acceptable okay i want to say something on that but i also want to say that people who are listening to this mm-hmm. might be like well about me like mm-hmm. you put yourself in that position because you were naked with a person you didn't know that well and he was in your bed in your house and like you should have known better and it's like all those thoughts are obviously thoughts that i've also had but mm-hmm. i his action of having sex with me, yeah. sexual intercourse, yeah. penetration, yeah. that was him. That was mm-hmm. his decision. And by doing it without my consent, I didn't have a choice. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think everyone has their opinions on like, what is assault and what counts and what doesn't. And I know there's gray areas too. It's like, if both people are really drunk and the girl regrets it when the next day or the guy regrets it the next day. And you're asking a friend to like stay at the bar and not leave, you know when you're coercing her and she yeah. doesn't want to do yeah. it. Like so, I'm trying to make it in relatable examples. Yeah. Um, and but I also think it's cool to talk to you because you are such a strong, successful, assertive woman who still had that experience and you're grinding through it. You're going to be OK, but it totally makes sense that it's affected your relationships going forward. Yeah. This year has just been different than the past. I think that was like a turning point for me. But mm-hmm. I, I think waking up with regret and being assaulted are different. It's, yes. Sometimes it's hard to parse those out when you have been drinking or whatever. But, yeah. like you know, when it you know, when you didn't consent to something. A hundred percent. So why did you start the drag is ass show? I started the drag is ass show because I have had, you know, several years of experience with fuck boys at this point. <laughs> and I just decided I want to stop doing what I'm, I want to stop my behavior. I want to treat myself like someone who's addicted, mm-hmm. someone who is suffering from addiction. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I bought a whiteboard and I kept it in my apartment and it was counting the days, number of days, fuck boy free. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get to a hundred and that was my goal. And I just, I had gotten to like 69 days or something and I posted about it on social and people were very encouraging and very mm-hmm. like supportive and they wanted to know I what my this. treatment process was. <laughs> 
So I decided to do a live show where I talked about my six step program and then I had other comedians come on and talk about their experiences. And then that kind of has evolved into like this whole other thing that makes me happy. I feel like it's to something so much bigger, which is so cool. Follow drag his ass on Instagram. It's so fucking funny. She just pulls so many different quotes and experiences and memes and the submissions must be hilarious. The user submissions like keep me going. (laughs) It makes you feel less alone though. Right. Really? Like, yeah. and I think some days I worry, like, am I going to run out of content? And then it's like, nope. You never, they you never will. They just consistently will deliver. Consistently deliver. Do, do you think that you are more knowledgeable about targeting a fuckboy or like seeing if a fuckboy is a fuckboy early on? The red flags? It's just, yes, probably. But mm-hmm. I also think, I don't, one, I don't take my own advice. And two, <laughs> and I say this in the show, a fuckboy can look like anything. They you come don't, in all shapes and sizes. All sh- any gender, sexual orientation, <laughs> religious, like it does not matter. No. There are, there are fuckboys in every, it transcends like every, it's just in every community. Mm-hmm. So it's I like. I even call my, myself out sometimes when I'm being too. a fuckboy, but it can be empowering to be a fuckboy occasionally. It can be, but I, when I started noticing, <laughs> when I started noticing my own fuckboy tendencies, <laughs> that's when I really needed to make a change. Yeah. Because you when can. When you start becoming the thing that, that you hate. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is my number one fuck boy um red flag that is seems to always work to know if he's a fuck boy. If in that first date he says that he likes you, he calls you beautiful or says anything about your future in the first date, yeah, that is the fuck boy. I think it sucks because um the bar is so low that like <laughs> we just assign meaning to things like I the worst I've been hurt in the last like three years was this one comedian that I went on. It all happened very quickly. Yeah, but he called me to make plans. Uh He would text me constantly. Mm -hmm. And it was just like he got a cab for me to come to his apartment. And I was just like, oh, my God. This is, I, 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 I he's the man of my dreams. I, I felt like a princess because I was being treated like a human being Mm -hmm. instead of a doormat. Mm -hmm. And I, I think. I mean, that ended up really biting me in the ass for just even buying but he into knew his what bullshit. His competition was. He's like, if I get this bitch an Uber, I can get anything I want and how I want. Yeah. So now, are you, are your standards higher? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's either it's sad, but it's like you either hook up with a fuckboy or you're not hooking up. I feel like if the guy's overcompensating in any way, like he's trying to overcompensate for his dark shit that you're gonna deal with later oh i mean hooking up with comedians i've said this before i'll say it again that well stop one stop one last night two they're they're the worst people to hook up with because (laughs) they are emotionally they are very introspective yes but they're also emotionally unavailable yeah so they will dump a ton of emotional baggage on you and then they will just dip out Mm -hmm. and i say it's like and they're deeply insecure oh and they you have to gas them up constantly yeah it's like but yeah, it, it's just hard because I feel like normal guy. Like, what am I gonna date a banker? Like, normal guys are so boring to me, and They're I think so that's vanilla. the problem. Well, that's a, yeah, the problem is our our job in life is um, conversation, observation, making people smile and laugh, and that's pretty much the number one thing you could do on a date is make someone laugh. They don't remember what you look like, what necessarily, or what you said. They remember how you made them feel. Yeah, and we bring joy to the world. Um, we are Mother Teresa's. That's what we are. You're welcome. And that's why we get paid so much. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Obviously, why we are in this fancy studio. Yeah. So we like on these dates, I entertain myself. I ask a lot of questions and then I make little comments on them. But then all the work's on you even more. This is why I think dating is difficult as a girl. It's because we are dating them to see if they're um, our boyfriend potential potential they are on a date with us first to see if they will fuck us so i find that i have to awkwardly break up with a lot of dudes after a first date because they're like yeah i'll fuck you and like i probably would fuck them but i'm not in it for that that's not what you're so that i have to be like i'm not into this because like you're boring and i made that date fun yeah i'm taking full credit for any enjoyment of that date because you could have been a wall Mm -hmm. honestly it could have been a solo patreon podcast and i would have liked it and and i and i think that's what i found when i was on the apps just like Mm -hmm. which i'm not anymore but it was like oh i mean i could yeah it's like (laughs) i don't want to be bringing everything to the table bring something i feel like there are guys though out there for us that aren't comedians that will be cool and funny okay show me one 
I show me one. I haven't found one yet. I'm sure they're out there. Yeah. And do I think they're in New York? Probably not. I also, if you're a normal guy, don't like obsess about the comedian thing. Don't obsess about like followers or fame. It's the biggest turnoff. I've literally just had people DM me going, why are you famous? Let's get a drink. What? Like it's just the weirdest, the weirdest stuff I've gotten that is so I'm just um, I'm, I'm exhausted. It drives me out. I know. You're very beautiful. You're Thank very confident. You. And I love your style because I'm gonna I'm gonna own up to it. I love crop tops, but you are the crop top queen. Like I'd Thank say you. I'm like two or three in the community. You're one. Thanks. I've made a community of crop tops. <laughs> and it's the community we've been asking for. <laughs> when did you start dressing with crop tops and high waisted pants every day? probably two years ago why I think I just I well I don't know it's just like my my outfits on stage have had like a metamorphosis because I used to wear like I used to get dressed up like I wanted people to know that I like respect what I'm doing which is performing but then I would watch tapes of myself and I would be constantly like adjusting my clothes yeah and so I decided to kind of go more into athleisure which is a lot of like leggings and crop tops to get the the proportions yeah and now I do more of like Jenner wears it so yeah I mean it's very fashionable but Mm. now I think I am more in like the athleisure slash like streetwear yeah and there's just when when I'm thinking about outfits I'm thinking about like proportions and like making sure that I look like balanced on top and bottom so just the best. I love wearing high-waisted pants. Mm-hmm. Also, like, the thing I hate most about myself is my stomach. Okay. So I want, I don't want to ever worry about, like, things spilling over yes. or feeling like I constantly have to pull my pants up. Mm-hmm. So that's just what the I feel most comfortable. Better. Oh, I would wear pants up to here if I could. <laughs> Literally. See, I decided because I found out in college that I had a really long tar- torso and little legs. Um, I didn't know this, but my friends told me and sure thank I you it. thank you to them <laughs> thank you to them please so now if i don't wear high-waisted pants i look like i have little nubs i walk around with little nubs and then it lo- it makes my torso look less long so i kind of look like a normal human with the high-waisted pants. Mm-hmm. i also think comedy people are like you want people to hear your jokes and your voice and uh, but as women like fashion is such a big part of our identity so i kind of love that you do put thought into your outfit do you ever get afraid though that it's going to take away of like a certain joke because it's like you t- put effort into your outfit well I don't really have jokes about being like a sloppy messy fucking like self-deprecating whatever which that's just not my voice because that's not who I am so I think what I've tried to find is the balance of dressing well but not you don't want the audience to to think that you think you're better than them yeah so you can't go too you can't lean too hard into you're it not self-deprecating comedy which I think is like the token voice that people have but you're also you're self-aware so it's that funny combination of like you're this Connecticut girl yeah. who has certain benefits but is aware of her benefits. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's a relatability to it. I don't know. It's a real tough balance that you've had. How long do you think it took you to reach that kind of balance? Because I know you didn't just start off that way. Yeah. It, what I mean, a, a lot of the jokes I say on stage are from like actual conversation, like yeah. things that have just come up and talking to friends or whatever it is. And so... I think people have told me like, oh, you off stage and on stage are like the same, mm. which is true. It's just it is genuinely I'm just presenting like who I am in a comedic way. And I think that's what like most comedians are trying to do. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I guess I just never it just sort of like happened just by me being honest and like truthful about my experience. And I think if any male comics are listening to this, I, I want to get through to them that I'm not dressing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want their approval. I don't need it. And maybe you should take a break. From holding a mirror up to society and hold one up to yourself. Those I, don't, I don't care what you think of my outfit. Those were snaps. Yeah, it's it's oh I fucking oh my god, I love that so much. I also I'm I'm not like Miss Fashionista, but your outfits are always just so you. And I think that's also what people if people are listening and they want to like get into comedy or something, make your humor you. That's yeah. what makes it funny. Don't think of like what society thinks is funny or what society thinks is hot. Same thing with like your body and yeah. and your Well the beauty. thing is with with outfits on stage for comedy, you can either make it something people don't think about. Yeah. Or you can make it complimentary to what your style yeah, like is and what you're saying. It enhances it. Yeah. So I think that's what I try to do. And like I look at people who sing and they can wear whatever the fuck they want. It's yeah. a performance. Like it was a performance. you see people at like the AMAs or whatever was last night. It's mm-hmm. like they're wearing like a corset and tights. I'm not going to do that for comedy, but it's like 
I but should be able to, to wear. It, yeah, I mean, I should be able to wear whatever I want. I also think when you're posting Insta stories and you're doing a show that night, I like to see what you chose to wear. It's fun. I always comment on it. You you tell me I'm alpha deeds when I need it. Of course. Um, <laughs> do you ever feel days though that you don't feel confident in what you're wearing? No. So you you found like a real formula that you love. Yeah. Well, I just buy things that I feel comfortable in, and I try for a long time I was like buying things that were either too big or too small mm-hmm. and then I wouldn't wear them so it's like mm-hmm. fill your closet with things that make you feel good you're right like I have like really slutty stuff and then like really streetwear stuff and sometimes you just want to be you <laughs> or just wear boat like you want to wear a little of everything and yeah. it's like that's there's I'm pretty like bored by women's fashion right now mm-hmm. like what you'll find at like J Crew and Madewell and like Zara and stuff I yeah. think you know it's you just need to find the stores that sell clothes that make you feel good and then just buy them where do you typically shop right now i shop at kith yes and the real real and you know random stores kind of in the city i don't and brandy melville it takes an eye yeah but i love that um what's your worst habit now we're getting dark my worst habit is probably uh obsessing over what i eat okay yeah (laughs) Hmm? what are your eating habits right now I probably eat like two meals a day and mm-hmm. then like snacks intermittently. But mm-hmm. I think I've had such like a journey with my body and just like my weight and stuff. So it's just finding the balance, which I think I have right now. But obviously Thanksgiving's always a little bit stressful because mm-hmm. like you're going to be eating a lot and you just can either beat yourself up about it and be obsessive or you can just like enjoy the day and know yeah. that everything will balance out. That's the that's the word you have to trust is like trust your body it will balance out. And also you, just cause it's Thanksgiving, you don't have to fucking pig out. You don't. And I actually was pretty good about it last year. I just made sure that I like, whatever works for you, you should just do. And if you fuck up, quote unquote, fuck up mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving, whatever that means to you, if you do it, it's yeah. good. everything's be fine. I also, yeah, you're not fucking up by eating a lot of stuffing cause your racist uncle is pissing you off right. and it makes you feel, kind of puts you in a food coma for two minutes to actually calm down for a second right good for you you're not fucking up do what I, you gotta do and having empathy f- for yourself just have empathy yeah i mean i would argue that stress is actually the worst thing for you not eating the extra stuffing so like eat it have empathy and next thing you know listen to your body in the morning you probably won't be that hungry yeah and then and just, I- go just go to bed <laughs> because you're gonna just be fine sleep. tomorrow everything is going to be fine. Um, it is tough cause you're always putting yourself on stage and putting yourself out there. Um, what's your, when was the last time that you like had really bad anxiety about something? I made plans with a guy and I was so sure he was going to cancel and I had a show that night and I really wanted to go first at the show, but I couldn't go first. Bitches. I actually did have plans that time, but, uh, I was at the show. They took an intermission. I was super tense. I'm like the longer I, wait to go up the more like probability there is that this guy's going to cancel which if you're having those thoughts you shouldn't be hanging out with that person but yeah. i don't again don't listen to my own advice so because you were so nervous about it yeah i was just like oh i'm gonna get off stage and he's gonna text me that like it's too late and we should just hang out another time like you didn't feel like he really wanted to see you i just felt like if something else popped up for him to do he would just do that yeah so then i went on stage and i told well and the yeah it was just like a recipe for disaster but i told my opener and then I forgot what the next joke was that I wanted to say, which has knock on wood has not happened to me in years, Mm -hmm. but I was so anxious that I like just couldn't even, my mind was somewhere else. My body was at the show, but my mind was somewhere else. My biggest pet peeve is when a man distracts you. And that comes from like my past of my dad, literally when I was 12 years old, being my coach and being like, I don't care what you do. Just never let a dude distract you. And like, you shouldn't take that too far because men will distract you. and It's fine. But when you're like doing your thing and a dude is in your head, it's not fucking right. Mm -mm. You should be enhancing your shit. And the same way with you with him. Like you shouldn't be distracting him from his shit too. like help each other. Yeah. Um, I love how quick you had that answer, but also anxiety is trying to control the future. So you like trying to plan that out and think it out is just you trying to control and stay sane and feeling out of control with these. Well, I have control issues. So I channel that into food and Mm -hmm. my body and working out and my career Mm -hmm. in a healthy way. I think Mm -hmm. with boys, it's just like I have, it's just my element of chaos in my life. And I think that's, it was, it had settled down for a while this year, which was great. And then I kind of reintroduced, I relapsed once yeah, and then it just kind of set off this like chain reaction and 
I'm well, still kind of picking up the pieces. As a control freak and type A person, boys are tough because you want to control them as like everything in your life. You want to, and boys are dumb. So you want to be able to manipulate them. I want to put them in a little box with a bow on it. Yes. And I've figured out it, you can manipulate any men to somehow like date you or like you in a certain capacity but you don't win when that happens then no. you're stuck with a dude who you didn't realize has serious fucking issues then he's in your head and the next thing you know go therapy for three years so girls it's not worth like i'm in this new thing where i'm not forcing anything well that's my whole thing it's like dating should be fun that's kind of my thesis <laughs> these days dating should be fun dating should be fun and it, it's not fun right now for me so i don't want to be with someone if i'm not having fun it shouldn't be hard that is so beautiful. I have a new thing too that when my friends are like, "What should I say to this text?" or like, "What do you think about this?" I He's go, "Not the one." If you're, if you don't know, if you don't know how he feels, that means he doesn't like you. You know when a guy likes you. But you're so right. If even if like you, it is fun when you're with him, but every time you're not with him, you're just stuck in your head and stuff. That's not actually fun. That like, and you probably aren't even having real fun when you're with him. No. Sometimes I love. I I know I have my all my jokes like, do I like him or is I just am I just tall? There's so many girls who talk to me they're like two months in with a guy and I'm like do you actually like him or are you just trying to get him to like you yeah like, well that's that's one of the things I had at drag his ass in August is like bad signs mm-hmm. and one of them is like if you don't actually like him <laughs> I realized my ex-boyfriend I never even liked him there have been people who I've gone on multiple dates like, with I- and slept with who I'm like how did you end things? Because I don't even like your personality. I remember, like, remember those moments, like in a cab with the guy when you like he's talking and you're like questioning everything that you've every decision you've made in your whole entire life. It's it's truly it's truly upsetting um, in a lot of ways. Yeah, my one friend, she just went to visit a guy, and for four days they just like had sex and went out to dinner and went sightseeing. It was like The Bachelor for like four days, and she came back and they talked a little back to New York City. I think. I I know who you're talking you about. Who I'm talking yeah. about. I can't say her name. Yeah. And she was so upset. Why was she upset? She was upset because he like stopped talking to her. And I was like, Oh my God. I know. And I go, wait, 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 wait. When you first started talking about this, who's just going to be a boy toy? And she's like, yeah, but we hit it off. And I'm like, you don't actually like him. You experienced a bachelor moment, which was like, I will have fun with anyone for four days fucking and him treating me like a princess, which yeah. he would never treat me if we were just like going to the grocery store because we're dating. Like he was like, he made her a cheese platter. I go, yeah, that's like fantasy world for four days. I would have fun with a literal pet rock for four yeah. days. They were in a gorgeous place. And then the way I got her out of like the dark was we like realized together. I was like, what do you like about him? What do you like about him? And she's like, well, he's kind of boring. And like, he's like not that fun to talk to on the phone. I'm like, so that's number one. If you can't talk to the person on the phone. If I ask what you like about the person and you name two things you don't like, (laughs) bad sign. Okay. um, Ooh, this is, I have one more question. When was the last time that you didn't feel like yourself? The day I moved into my apartment that I live in now, which mm-hmm. was in October. Okay. And Where is it? it's in the West Village, <gasps> which is really Are nice. Are living alone? No, I have a roommate. Okay. My good friend We're from high school. We're not there yet, but yeah. Not, yeah. And Can I like having a roommate. And we'll see. We'll see. I had not had an apartment for the month of September because I was, I moved out of my place, went to LA for two weeks, and then I wasn't in the city for most of September. Mm-hmm. And I had my roommate's wedding which I was officiating the first weekend in September. <laughs> and then I had my brother's wedding, which both... Oh, is that the one that I think is hot? Probably. Yeah, okay. And then both of my serious ex-boyfriends were going to be at that wedding. <gasps> then I move into my new place, and this guy I'd been hooking up with who told me he was going to help me move, which he offered. I did not ask. He ghosted me for two days, didn't respond to my text. To help you move. Did not help me move. But he told you he would. But he told me he would. Did you have sex with him? No, I hadn't had sex with him at that point. Okay. Uh, so then, <laughs> but after we're not going to really get, we're not going to get into that. Uh, I didn't like him until he didn't help me move. And I was like, I need it. I need it. So then I moved into my new place and I just hadn't heard from him all day. And I was like, I, I had felt so unsettled for the month mm-hmm. of September. And it just felt like so many things were up in the air. And I just like, I had invested time and in like emotional labor with this person. So I just felt like, I felt insane to be honest and I cried a lot and you felt like you made it up in your head I just felt like disappointed and sad yeah like I've been let down and I 
I was excited to be moving into this new place, but I was very comfortable in my last apartment. I had a good relationship with my roommates and like moving, they say is one of the most traumatizing things you can do. Yeah. And it was like, I think that weekend, like my roommate was going away and I knew I was going to be in the apartment alone and I didn't even have anyone like I've lived in New York for eight years and I didn't even have anyone that I like wanted to text to come over and hang out. And I just felt like sometimes you're forced to face like the consequences of your actions and what my actions have been for the last three years is to just put my career above anything else. And that has definitely had, you know, it's, it's, there are consequences to that, which are, you're going to be alone. I've actually had that moment this last weekend. I was crying because of my situation. I was crying so bad. And all you want to do is talk to someone, but I didn't want to put my emotions on anyone. But once I calm down, then I talk to people and it's easy. But like in that moment, I wish I had someone that I could just like cry to over FaceTime. And then I got sadder because I didn't want to call anyone and burden them. Right. And then you're crying more. (laughs) And then you're like thinking about your childhood when someone said something really mean to you. Do you cry often? Mm Mm-mm. See, I don't either. I never cry. I'm not really a crier. I used to be, I guess, but I am very like, I have a lot of emotional walls up now. And yeah. I think, um, I mean, I, I am in therapy, so I'm constantly talking about things, but I just don't um, let them affect me have as much. Have you seen um, therapy help in any specific ways? Oh yeah. I mean, it's funny because I feel like the thing you go to therapy for ends up being the thing you talk about the least. Like mm. I went to therapy for my body image issues and I've made like huge strides in that area. Mm-hmm. And now I mostly talk about like dating and relationships and like friendships and family. Yeah, it's it's because the, the, the whole point of unpacking is like, yeah, this is what you're giving me, but like let's get underneath to yeah. what the real issue is. Um, We're going to play our first game. You're okay. doing amazing. It's Yay. called Instamosity. Instamosity. If you don't know and if you don't follow, um, that Mary Beth Brown, she has the most tasteful thirst traps in the game. That's how I introduce her to people. I go, this is Mary Beth, the most tasteful. You can literally show your butthole and I'd be like, she is so tasteful about this. Thank you. Um, I like never post that many thirst traps unless I'm doing an ad and I feel like I need to get more likes on it. I'll do it through a bikini pick in holding a truly. Of course. course. Um, But the way you are sexy but no, but it almost seems like it's for the girls Do you it's know I mean? always for the girls that, maybe that's why it's so tasteful because the way you're doing it is like fashion and posing and trendy and like things that i appreciate it's never like oh this is so a guy wants to fuck her but guys probably do want to fuck still and you can't that's not your fault it's not my fault so i want to talk about instagram okay do you remember well first of all do you delete photos all the time i archive stuff a lot okay this is a new thing to me. Why do you do that? I just, well, I had a lot of posts on there with like my family for okay. a while. And yeah. I decided that I just don't want to open that door for no. people. Uh, not that I think I'm so famous that people are going to stalk my family, yeah. but it's like, that's just part of my life that I talk about in like a very narrow view of mm-hmm. it because I don't, it's not, it's just my fa- I chose to be a comedian. To they didn't. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, just, I don't need that. And then, I mean, I've had Instagram since 2011. So I had a lot of old posts. And then just like, I got the, I just had this weird feeling one day where I was like, I just, I want to be in control of what people know about me. And I'm very open about everything. I will talk to anyone about anything on the record, off the record, whatever. But I was like, there's just some things on here that I don't want. I don't need up, up anymore. So I, I archived a ton of stuff. You have a large following, but you always have like a dainty amount of photos. Let's just say your ratio is out of control. Amazing. <laughs> um, do you remember one picture on your Instagram where you looked happy, but you weren't? Um, one specific instance. Um, probably like all the time. I mean, I don't. <laughs> yeah, probably all of them. <laughs> yeah. I love that answer so much. Like every picture, I would say. But also, no, this is why you're having trouble answering because you don't look happy in your photos. Right. Well, I'm not like, this is the funny thing. Someone the other day was asking me if I was Italian and I was like, yeah. And they're like, you don't really give off like Italian energy. And I was like, I don't give off any energy. <laughs> that's not my thing. Okay, it's like to, to be down, that's crazy. A that is, that's a good bit. Thank you. Like, I mean, I just don't. I just don't. It's so... That's please write that down because okay. if you forget it, it's gonna make me upset. Well, now it's on the record. Okay, so. good because it's so true. I'm a Ita- I have Italian energy as and I'm loud. I'm a lot just, of people do, but we bond because you do have the Italian like um, edge to you. It's subtle, and they wouldn't understand that because was it a boy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't. They can't see the nuances. And they don't. They have emotional don't. They're not intelligence. perceptive. They're not exactly. perceptive. They um 
are basically like drunk children. Okay, um, who are you jealous of on Instagram? Who am I jealous of on Instagram? Probably like Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I try not, I try to limit like the people I follow who make me mad or upset. Yeah. But I think when you get to the level- <laughs> angry. Like legitimately mad. Uh, when you get to the level where you can just post anything and like get so many likes and everyone just like adores you i think that's like that's goals i guess what do you think about instagram taking likes away do you think that'll help you with your creativity no i no. don't know what are they trying to prove i don't i don't actually know what it, they're just how trying to fuck would with that us. ever be good for anyone they basically we're saying that like for norm i said normal people but like for normal younger people who have instagram they're comparing too much and i'm like they're gonna compare other things if it's you take not, away likes yeah like how they look and like how much money they have it's like likes are Their actually a good thing to care about because it's arbitrary like yeah I, whatever um, so there's yeah that's the deeper issue that we're not going to touch on this one maybe next episode um would you date a guy with zero followers i would date a guy who has no instagram but if someone has zero followers what the fuck did you do <laughs> what are you running from what are you hiding from then you're a troll you've killed someone or you're, <laughs> or you're someone's finsta account yeah and you have no real friends i would never i mean that sounds crazy to say, but like, how would that even be possible? Yeah, it's difficult. I would almost be impressive. I'd be like, are you in the CIA? But if a guy didn't have Instagram, I think that would be awesome, actually. I'm like wet thinking about like, it. Like, show me. The guy I talked about first who I met in LA, he had zero, or he didn't have Instagram. And I loved that. Is that even allowed? Is it legal in LA? Uh, he lives in New York. That's, That's why. why. Thank God. What would make you delete a photo? Do you delete photos ever besides archiving? I posted a thirst trap this summer mm -hmm. and like I settled on it. I wasn't even happy with it when mm -hmm. I posted it. And then I realized it just like wasn't me at all. Like yeah. it just was like. What wasn't you about it? It just like the pose of it. Like everything was just like off about it. And mm -hmm. I was like, I don't even want this on my thing. Like I don't even want this on my page. Like it just. It, it looking like, at I it, I was like, even in the like in the universe, ether. The ether. <laughs> yeah. I just it wasn't it just didn't represent like my vibe. What makes you want to post a thirst? Sometimes I'm just like, okay, it's time. Like yeah. I've made them wait long it's enough. Like, it's also like masturbation. I feel like the way I am with it is like, I'll like have a sex dream and I'll be like, oh my God, I haven't masturbated in a long time. And I'm like, it's time. Yeah. And then I don't have to do it for what. It's like work for me. I'm like, let's get it out. It's also time. like, I'm so psycho about what my body looks like that I'm mm -hmm. like, and not even like, oh, I work out so much and it looks amazing. It's mm -hmm. just like, I would never post a thirst trap from like, a week ago because i'm like my body doesn't look like that anymore oh so that's it's dishonest that's, if i'm posting a thirst shop from yeah. a week ago it's you like i need to take it actually insane yeah okay mm -hmm. just make sure no but yes I do. <laughs> but we're self-aware but here. i don't i don't photoshop my thirst traps that's something to keep in mind i don't edit them don't edit your photos because then you'll hate yourself in real life i i feel like my body's like your body's always evolving i think it's just kind of like embracing the changes of it like sometimes when I eat a lot, my thighs get thick and I'm like, who's that thick ass booty in the mirror? What's up? Well, I stopped getting lash extensions like two months ago and I was like, why am I a dog? Like, <laughs> take me out behind the barn because I don't deserve to live. And it's been a lot for me to be comfortable looking at myself without them. Okay, I'm actually really proud of you. I don't have like a big thing against it. I just, when they're not done well, I have an obsession with eyes and eyelashes. Like I have a bad habit where I touch my eyelashes a lot because I'm upset. It's like a anxiety thing, but I'm obsessed with them being organized. Like yeah. I need them to be right. Like I'll pull off on my mascara because it, it's like clumping too much. When I'm talking to a girl and one of her fake eyelashes is, is like a lazy eye, way, I'm like, bitch, get away from or me. Or like one of them's like curled inward and it's like almost touching your eye. I can't even focus on the conversation. And I just, I've to strangers been like, can I please just fix your eyelash? Yeah, like it looks pretty in a trendy way but i feel like ultimately it's like when you don't wear makeup if i don't wear makeup a lot i start thinking right. i'm hot right and then if you just wear makeup all the time it's like your nails if you always have your nails done then you see your nails without it you're like what are these disgusting things yeah it's it's all perspective people and all I, about perspective and I like that you were self-aware enough to be like do i want to live in this space where i only like myself with enhancements I'm just I'm, and ultimately like that. And also, the answer you, was no you look hot in both and Thank to be you. honest I mean I love how we're just being so honest but I didn't even notice your eyelashes Thank in you any for capacity um how do you think your real identity is different than your Instagram identity um uh I genuinely think it's pretty representative of who I am yeah and I would say like 
what I, I post a lot more on Instagram stories than I do on my feed. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just like the feed it's there forever unless you archive stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think, I don't know. I really don't, I don't see it. Do you see a big difference? I feel like I'm pretty I feel open. like you're, I feel like when people first meet you or when you're in a group, you can be like a little quieter and Instagram is you just magnified where like, it's like you when you have the mic, like mm-hmm. Instagram gives you the mic and yeah. you're like, actually I think more so yourself where like, I think because you're quieter, people can not see like all your humor or like your sick mind. Yeah. But Instagram is just all your sick we'll mind. And also you're like, it's, you show this like sexual side to you in such a okay I'm still not over the thirst traps can you give us a tip can you give me some moves that I can do like your token moves also like you take it alone tell me how that works like just give me a, a quick little um like a little just tips and tricks yeah, I mean lighting is everything and feeling good about whatever you're wearing mm-hmm. and then I would say when you're doing it by yourself you want to make the lighting is so important because when you do like selfie camera like the front-facing camera uh, you can lose like picture quality mm-hmm. if you're not lit well. So I would say, and just take as many as it takes to get the photo that you want. Don't judge yourself. It doesn't matter. No one's looking at your phone. It's mm-hmm. like, if I have a hundred pictures and the one of them is the right one, then I, I'm, I'm satisfied with that. But sometimes mm-hmm. it takes time. Do I also ask have, for advice from people. Like I'll send like five to my friend. I look at it too long and I hate all of oh, them. Oh, me too. Yeah. But I'll send like five of them to my friend Kira and have her vote. <laughs> and then I know I'm making the right decision, you know? And like, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be, it's like, it's so it intimate. Yeah. But I just like, don't be afraid to do it because it, it's fine. And what are some poses that you like? Well, the problem is that if you put like, I don't really have a standard pose because yeah. people won't like the picture if it looks exactly like the last one you posted, True. at least for me. So I did the, I put the camera like low. So I got, this girl did like a photo project for like grad school or something if, like a year ago. And she took pictures of me and she told me that men usually get photographed from below and women get photographed from above. Cause it's like puts them more in like a submissive position, <gasps> whereas men are in more of a dominant position. So I tried to think about that when I'm getting my picture taken. So like the last thirst trap I posted, it was on the wind. I did some where it was on the win- the windowsill here and uh-huh. some where it was on the windowsill, the below part. And you just look, it's like a power stance to be photographed That's from below. An- oh, see, these are the fucking details that I- she is giving. Nowhere else will you find these details <laughs> but in hell. It's, I love that because, well, your legs are elongated when it goes lower. And having that subtle like chin up and just like what? what like I could beat your ass if I wanted to I like the violent sub like undertones yeah in like and there you can are undertones, step on someone and I would love to there's a lot of undertones yeah um we're gonna wrap this up with our final game okay the seven deadly sins seven deadly sins how okay. are you feeling? How's Great. your emotions? Yeah. Good. She doesn't have much feeling. So yeah. that was a standard answer. <laughs> I'm shaking. I'm shaking. <laughs> your chai is shaking. Yeah. Is that chai latte? Mm-hmm. I smelled it and yeah. I am a glutton for ice chai lattes, chai lattes. What are you greedy about? Money. Oh. I love money. You love I'm money. I'm obsessed with money. Do you save a lot? <laughs> I used to save a lot. And then I realized that since I don't want to get married or have kids, it's like, what am I saving for? So I just decided that if I want to buy a dress, I'm going to buy it and mm-hmm. I'm not well, going to look you're back. making money for. Yeah. Um, sorry, we can't just go past that. Um, you, you never want to get married or have kids and you're sure. Correct. Why? I just, I see people do it and I think for some people it works and I know that for me it wouldn't. D- when did you decide this? Two years ago, probably. Did you say two, two minutes ago? You're like, this conversation's gotten really dark uh, and no, I don't want to do I it. I would say two, about two years ago. After the breakup? Do you think you're kind of like closing yourself off by, I feel like that's like the definition yeah. of emotionally. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Do you tell men this when you're dating? Yeah. What do, I don't have anything to hide. If you don't want to be on board with that, then get the fuck away from me. But is that you just coming in being like, there's no expectations with me. Don't worry. Like, I don't want anything. But it's true. But it's true. Why don't you want a child? I feel like a little Mary Beth would be no. so cute. You were really <laughs> you cute when you were little. I, but like, I haven't changed. You're not like children. Imagine this as a kid. I love kids. That's why I don't want to have any. Because oh. I don't think I would be. A, I'm an incredibly selfish person, but I'm also very caring. And yeah. I think having like an extension of myself out in the world, I would just like lose my mind. You'd be too. It would be too much for you. Way too much. Do you not want to be pregnant? Absolutely not. I think I would, <laughs> I think I would be so obsessive about gaining weight and my body changing that it would send me into like an insane asylum. 
I'm going to say something to you. I do respect your feelings, but I don't think that like, you know, until you know, like, I don't want kids right now, but I think I will. But I don't think I will. Yeah. I don't want kids right now. And I don't think I will in the future. What if you like meet this person and, and you're just, they're just like, let's create something together with our love. I'll say, get out <laughs> right now. That's disgusting for you to even think and say. I totally understand the not marriage. Like I leave more, like I'm more upset about the kids. Um, the I marriage have thing is like annoying just to me. don't feel a void. I don't feel that instinct to like be a mom. Mm. And I love my mom. I, I think I had a lot of attachment issues with my mom because I was um, just like obsessed with her uh-huh. and I just wanted to be with her all day. Oh. And it's just like, I don't really, I don't think I can have the career that I want and be a mom. Oh, so you're kind of choosing one or the other right now. Which, and some people balance it and I think that's amazing for them. I think yeah. it's great to see. It's just not the life that I want. I feel like I'm going to find a husband who's like really good at cooking, really good at cleaning, like is going to take care of my children while I travel. I think that's great. That's Lofty what I want. to aspire to. I know it is. But yeah. I like all the guys I've dated have been like OCD and really good at cooking. And like they feel like they have a purpose because I'm like, oh, I'm so helpless. Like I don't know how to clean. Right. And they do it for me. So we'll see. I think marriage, the only reason I'd want to do it is to be like, we're having a family. We're locked in. See, that's that's why I wouldn't. I don't want to be attached to a man for the rest of my life or a woman. Oh, my God. Okay, it said that I had this feeling my first boyfriend. I got really upset because everyone was like Hannah and blank. And I was like, no, I'm just Hannah. And everyone was suddenly just like, oh, Hannah and David, Hannah and David. And I'm like, no, I just want to be Hannah. So I do understand that. But if you have a kid with someone, you're going to have to see them all the time. But what if they're like you want to see them all the time? Are your parents still together? They are. She nodded. We're on a podcast. Oh, so you sorry. Can use they are together. Uh, <laughs> 45 years strong. Do they like each other? Yeah. They have a great marriage. I have very healthy relationship, like role models. Does not make any sense why I'm like this. And, and your brothers are getting married. I have two. I have three siblings who are married. And the other two are in like long-term, serious, healthy relationships. I think you're going through a rebellious stage. And I don't want to be like, I don't want to take away from your emotions right now. But I, I just feel like, I just put you on a pedestal as in like, you're going to, I just feel like everyone wants to marry you. That's is so crazy. I have no, it's not true. I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe in the future, I'm just like, but pick the fucking best one, have a baby and do whatever the fuck you want. Give me my options. Okay. Well, for, she's Mary best one of those friends that in my head is in my Rolodex of when I meet a single guy that for whatever reason I can't fucking marry, I then will um, hook her up. <sighs> but we both have also, I have terrible taste in men because my mom has terrible taste in men. Like, does your mom like fuck boyish guys? Mm-mm. No? Okay. No. Well. And my mom's like, take no prisoners. Like, she just doesn't have any tolerance for bullshit or anything like that. Mm. She gets mad at me when I'm like upset about boys. My mom will, once she finds out something bad, you can't bring his name up around oh, her. My. We'll <laughs> yeah. talk offline. Yeah. But my mom is also it's the kind rap. of mom that would be like, oh my God, we were at Applebee's and the waiter was so hot. He was like 6'5". And I'm like, mom, these are the, not the kind of guys I'm looking for right now. And she's but like- no shade to Applebee's. No shade. He's we working. He, maybe he's pursuing his passion. Maybe he is. But like he, it was just like a douchey situation and like she doesn't care. She's just like, Hannah, he was so hot. And I'm like, mom, you're shallowness. But good looking out. She, she will find, we have the same taste in guy and it's amazing. In but guy. Ter- in guy. Singular. <laughs> um, okay, so- Oh, where are we at? We just greed. I really went on a tangent there with greed. <laughs> I only answered one. Okay, who are you envious of besides Kim Kardashian? Which, you know, I'm envious of Emily Ratajkowski. Ugh, everyone says that, and it's I'm kind of over her. Okay, I Why? mean, I'm just being honest. Why? Because she's married. I, well, whatever. Brutal. Great for her. Good. Good. Whatever. <laughs> but um, she just like her body just doesn't make sense to me. And I think it would be nice to have a body where you just don't have to wear clothes. But does, do you, who knows what's going on in her head about her body? She might think she's ugly every second and she like needs constant affirmation. That's why she posts all the time. I don't know. I'm just saying. No one's stop. perfect. But if I'm saying who I'm envious of, it would be her. She does have a great body. But it's Insane. also like that's your focus right now. It's your perspective on life. You're like seeing bodies. Exactly. Um, who's your like favorite comedian that you look up to? Amy Schumer. Cool. Um, you think she's going to have a good comeback? I hope so. Yeah, I really do. I, I'll, I'll watch her show on Hulu. I loved her latest special on Netflix. I thought it was great. The leather one? No, the um, growing. Growing. Her pregnant. She was pregnant. Oh, yes. I'm behind on that. I need to catch it's up. It's really, really I good. I apologize. I was so happy for her. Oh. Yeah. I've never met her, but 
I, if you're out there, Amy, I love you. See, maybe a baby. I've actually met her a couple times. Really? Yeah. Um, she's cool. You guys have similar bitchy energy. Thank you. Um, what are you gluttonous about? Clothes. I want to go shopping with you sometime. I would love to. Like, I want to see how your brain works. I do that with Paige because you guys have eyes for things that I wouldn't see because I don't pick outfits. I pick things and then I panic and mm. I just pack random shit. And the next, yeah. you know, I'm just look like I played in my mom's closet. Um, <laughs> when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath? I don't get angry much. I got to tell you, I'm pretty, pretty even keeled. When I got angry last was probably. Oh, I know. When? When Lily Singh stole your joke. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about that for a second? Sure. So how did you find out? Lily Singh is a um, YouTuber. She has her first She's making big moves as a female being the first late night female host or not whatever. First, yeah, like whatever. whatever. The only knows. one on right now is yeah. blah, 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 whatever yeah. nightly. Um, she, my friend texted me when I was in the Kith dressing room. Of course. So first of all, when I'm at Kith, it's a spiritual experience. I don't want to talk to anyone. No. But when my friend texts me and says, I think sh- that Lily Singh stole one of your monologue, one of your jokes for her monologue. I'm thinking, okay, it's like a loose premise about like dating or like fucking a 40 year old or like whatever it is. I play the freaking clip and it's like word for word my joke. And then I immediately leave Kith. Didn't buy the shirt. I went back and bought it later, but <laughs> I left Kith. I was fuming, mm-hmm. put it on Twitter, put it on Instagram, mm-hmm. have not heard a word from them about it. They didn't say anything. People tagged the showrunner in it. And it was like, I don't really worry about my jokes getting stolen because they're so specific to who I am. Yeah. And they're so from my brain. Yes. And that joke is like, even just the way she performed it, it's like, that was from but my she mouth. she did it like way less funny. I know, but, but that's not like, the point. But also it was from, was it on your Comedy Central? Yeah, so it's not like you're doing this in like small In like a basement bar, which yeah. I've done that joke in a basement bar and that's fine. But yeah. I, ha- I mean, it was, the, it was the clip from my, from my set. So it was just like, be better. Does this happen a lot in comedy? I guess, but like... Honestly, I was I was happy that it was that joke because at least I had it like high quality yes. filmed. It's on yes. the internet and it's someone way bigger than me as opposed to like that's a, what an happens. open like, Think about like the whole meme culture. It's like the huge accounts who have all the power and the least talent take your meme and get credit for it. And memes are, you know, whatever voice that you have. It's it's painful and also like if you're gonna brag about like hiring all these female writers and stuff then do better well their showrunner is a white straight white man so when i saw that when i i applied to write for her show Mm -hmm. didn't get Mm -hmm. the job i mean you kind of did just kind of did which is for free (laughs) just pro bono (laughs) i was surprised that they picked a straight white man to be the showrunner but you know what i it just sucks because now i have to hate her for the rest of my career yeah it's fine i wrote a joke about it it's fine great um use it for content that's what we do what was the last time you were a sloth like you're do you ever get like really lazy no i really don't sometimes when i'm home at my parents house i'll fall into like a watch tv for three hours type of thing Mm -hmm. but i'm pretty like regimented i try to i I slept in a little today but i usually wake up at eight Mm -hmm. and try to start the day and like get my shit together get things done what's your typical day like it's honestly so different depending on like you know what my schedule is that week but Mm -hmm. usually it's like i'll wake up i'll go get breakfast do some writing or answer emails and then i'll do a podcast or i'll have a meeting or Mm -hmm. i'll just work on like some kind of content in your apartment not really i used to more when i lived in east village but now my apartment just isn't as conducive to getting work done so and then i'll usually just have shows at night you own coffee shops i go in coffee what's your go-to coffee shop gray dog on carmine even though they're on my shit list right now because I spent $30 on breakfast there yesterday and I was on my laptop and the guy was like, I had finished eating, but he was like, it's kind of the lunch rush right now. So if you could just close your laptop, it's like, well, I'm still drinking coffee. So like, I'm still going to be sitting here. What's the difference? You know, I'm so upset by that. It's also, upsetting. Does he know that you're creating art? Like, no. do you know what art and culture do He doesn't do know for the that world? I'm literally sitting there planning out my, when I leak my skincare routine. He doesn't even understand that. He doesn't understand anything. No. Um, but what's new? I digress. Um, you're like, I never get mad. Actually. Actually. <laughs> when was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something? It's so different depending on the situation. Like there was a guy that I, that things ended with him in like August or July. And I, at the time, didn't say what I wanted, but now I have a joke about it. So it's like, uh, ultimately it's going to be me that wins, mm-hmm. but in that moment, I didn't feel like it. I love the long game. Yeah. It's all about the long game. Yeah. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yep. 
When was the last time you lusted over someone? Um, hmm. Do you have a celebrity crush or something? Well, my celebrity crush does change. I mean, Mark Ronson, John Mayer. I really like like those musician types. Mm-hmm. Probably. The same musician douchebag is very different than athlete douchebag. I know. And, but, I the, but they're still douchebags still at the end of the day. Still I'm trying to think when I was like, oh my God, I just want to like fuck this person. Mm-hmm. With a strong F, with a capital F. Yeah. Uh Probably like when I tweeted that I would eat Mark Ronson's entire asshole, which was like two days ago. (laughs) I don't care. I'm just being honest. I feel like honesty is the only policy you should ever have. And I love that. Have you eaten asshole before? Mm -mm. Okay. I love that you were like, if I would, it'd be with you. And you're confident about it. You're like, it would be amazing. Yeah. Um, Final question for you. Mm-hmm. I came to look at you, make me laugh so hard. Because <laughs> she literally didn't smile during that whole thing. <laughs> she just goes, This is a fact and this is what I'm going to do. serious. Did he respond at all? No, I didn't tag him in it. He doesn't know who I am. You should tag him next time. You we'll never see. know. We'll see. He'll know who you are. We're manifesting. What advice would you give people on how to cope with their hell when they're going through hell? Don't do it alone. Because no matter how much you think your friends or your family or whoever you trust is tired of hearing about what you're going through, they're not. And I, the most recent situation I've been in with a guy, I hid a lot of stuff from my friends because I knew that if I told them, or I thought that if I told them, they wouldn't be empathetic or sympathetic because Mm -hmm. I was digging my own grave, essentially. I had a lot of the facts and I just was choosing to ignore them. And then when I told them, they were like so overwhelmingly like affirming and supportive and they didn't judge me at all, at least in the group chat. I don't know what they're saying behind my back, but I quite <laughs> frankly don't care. And I think you just never have to, you don't have to carry the burden alone. That's what I would say. I think that's so beautiful. Mary Beth, thank you so much for coming to hell. Thanks for having me. Um, where can people follow you? What should they look for? You can follow up? me at Mary Beth Barone on Instagram and Twitter, uh, drag his ass on Instagram. And then, I mean, coming up, got a lot of big plans for 2020. We'll mm-hmm. be doing drag his ass in New York and LA. Yes. Probably January for New York, February in LA. Uh, and I'll post about it on my Instagram story, which is always updated. With yes, the latest. always pop in. Also, um, I have shows coming up. I've won in DC in January. Oh my God. DC Improv. Yeah. January 22nd. I think I'm going to have a Brooklyn show coming up. I need to get Mary Beth on one of these. We'll I figure love, it out. Would love. Would adore to have you on. Um, and get up for my Patreon. Also, I have merch up. I merch! just got merch. I got, <gasps> I'm putting tweets on stuff. Like okay. my favorite tweets. Yeah. I saw Kanye did it and I was like, mm, I feel like I'm funnier than Kanye. So, I mean, debatable, but. He's I'm not a comedian. Not a comedian, so. but. I laugh at funny, him. Funny in his own right. <laughs> I do laugh at him. Um, so yeah, check out my merch, hannaburn.com, check out shows. And I love you guys. Subscribe, rate, review. And if you thought anything was funny, screenshot and like tag us because we need that affirmation in we our love, lives. We love to see it. And I'll talk to you next time in hell. Bye. Bye. <laughs>